The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends and earn Unicorns through successful bets or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to day two of our team by team North American LCS preview podcast series. I am so excited to talk about today's team. It's a team that, you know, I've been missing this brand in my day to day LCS life. Uh, they're obviously a very different form, they've got new management. Uh, exciting sports investors uh, leading them on on the charge towards greatness, and hopefully uh, Dignitas gets there faster than the 76ers did. Uh, I am joined today by my good friend and co-host, Walter Sadie Svetchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot. Like, you know, fun sports investors. <laughs> I, I feel like that's just becoming a buzzword around the, uh, around the North American LCS, like basketball and NBA owner and money. Yes, we've uh, we've heard these words once or ten times this offseason. <laughs> so it's uh, but you know what? If you're gonna get bought out by anybody, the 76ers, it's a feel good story. You know they've obviously uh, struggled for a very long time. So there are people out there who just want to see the 76ers not lose, which would be quite nice. And you picked the wrong organization in League of Legends. I mean that's fair. Uh, this organization was uh, previously known as Apex uh, before they were bought. In addition to the Dignitas branding and rebranded under that there uh they went eight and ten last split uh a, a deceiving eight and ten they started off very well and then really really didn't so it's uh it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back and th- their answer to bouncing back is just change everything just wipe out just about everything on this roster they keep keen and special in the mid and support positions but uh ray is gone in favor of someday uh, from KT Rolster, which is one heck of a leap forward, uh, comparatively. Ooh, yeah. You're looking, uh, Shrimp is gone, and now Chaser is here from Jen Air. Again, a very exciting move. Uh, and Laud, a guy who we previously called the poor man's Apollo, now seems to be the rich man's Apollo. <laughs> I think Apollo <laughs> might be the poor man's Laud now. I'm not sure. That's the change they made. That's what they're banking on, at least. And, of course... Instead of having uh, St. Vicious and and Cop as your biggest coaches and analysts, you now have Coach Kim from uh, Samsung and Coach Park, who's done work for Spenu as well as some LPL org. So, Walter, you see all these changes. You're you're seeing the big headlines, the, oh my god, someday's coming to NA. Now that all of the, the insanity has died down, what are you left with when you look at this roster? Oh man, this this is this is two really really exciting pieces. Mm. Then one like, okay, like I can dig this piece. One like, hmm, 
okay, I know what you're about. And one, like, I can't believe this guy still has a job. <laughs> I'm just, oh, man. But the, the two exciting pieces. Man, someday, and, and, and Lod, like, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really digging that. I think Lod is, if I'd known Lod was available, TSM. What about a great, great AD carry for TSM? You know, he's, he's only got like one split of professional. Elements. That was last episode, Walter. You're living in the I'm, past. I'm just saying, like, Lot is pretty exciting. Like, I remember playing against him in like the Challenger series in like season four. Like, cognitive gaming, having to play against them and like being like, ah, you know, I got to watch a lot of Lot and wasn't impressed. And he's playing like mid lane. He's one of those guys like Slushy Eight, like from Maple Street, where they kind of bounce back and forth between eighty carry and and mid lane and he finally really stuck in 80 carry and man oh man has he found his mark he was exceptional last split in all honesty i thought he was exceptional yeah no he took huge steps forward and it's something that i don't think either of us anticipated you know we didn't go into the split going oh man that lod guy is gonna tear it up but he found a way to consistently make plays for that envious squad last split and now He's got even better pieces around him than he was surrounded with last time around. So you have to assume he's going to, yeah, I know, saying that lightly. Oh you know, yeah. A bit of an understatement there. So that's just, I mean, you would think this should enable him to grow even further. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that's the most exciting thing about this team. I think there's one piece that is the most exciting thing, no matter where he was going to go. And the fact that he's in North America now. Uh, has to be uh, the, one of the biggest stories, I would say, of the offseason. Walter, are you all aboard the Someday Hype Train? As I tweeted, man, as I tweeted when he joined the roster, he has now joined the prestigious rank of Dignitas top laners, including Voiboy, Darshan, Crumbs, and Cruiser the Bruiser. And let us not forget... Our favorite Dignitas top laner of all time, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Kiwi Kid. Uh, but, <laughs> it, but in all seriousness, like someday, the chip that he has on his shoulder. Let's not forget the last time we saw him professionally, he was getting assaulted by Core JJ's Tom Catch. Hmm. He was getting mugged. He was getting brutally murdered by this catfish frog toad thing that just like would appear behind him with a friend and like we were joking at the time like someday someday's mini map has been turned off someday has no map awareness this is kind of sad this is depressing mm. and man since joining dingatas his twitter translated by uh slingshot's own andrew korean mulan kim Go check him out. He's really good, really smart kid. Uh, does a lot of translation for Korean stuff. Constantly, it's all these little chips on his shoulder. It's all these little things like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to NA. And, you know, like, yeah, sure, like some other guys got over there, but I'm going to prove that I'm the best and that I deserve to be considered the best in the world. You know, all these things. He's really, like, learning, trying to learn English really, like, hard. Like, he's always, like, asking, like, oh, where can I learn more? What can I do to, you know, do this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this guy's got a massive chip on his shoulder since he watched, has watched the rise of Smeb, of Marin, of Duke, of all these other sort of top laners, of Kuve. Like, I can't wait to see the hell that he is about to unleash on some of these poor, unsuspecting top laners from North America. And honestly, if the meta shifts at all towards carry style, like if we get Fiora or Darius, like any of those kind of champions... 
I, my heart is all a titter to watch this guy on a weekly basis in like oh, a yeah. reasonable time zone and not like three o'clock in the morning for Korea. Yeah, no, this is undoubtedly one of the most exciting things we've seen in, in, in a very long time as far as just the floor and ceiling of a player like this of this magnitude coming to North America. I mean, let's face it, they are one game away from being at the World Championship instead of Samsung Galaxy, even with Core JJ doing things that seem like they would be almost illegal uh, in as far as just assaulting him over and over again. They still almost got through because Someday is still that good. And, you know, we're used to getting Korean players. Like, when Impact came over, we knew he was good, but we knew he wasn't as good as he'd been. And so, you know, he had a, you know, had an off split, reestablished himself on Cloud9. You know, that was a process. You know, it took a while to get him back to that level. Uh, even some other top laners that we're going to be talking about, other imports that are coming over, took a step back after Korea and are now trying to reassert themselves on a world stage. Someday never took a step back. He was one of the two best top He's laners in, in the world. Prime. Yeah. Prime, damn it! There's no reason to believe that he's not going to continue to be an incredibly successful top laner. And meanwhile, he's got to be looking over at KT Rolster and they're like, oh, Smeb? Yeah, of course. You had to replace me with the one guy who, who constantly, you know, was a thorn in my side and took over the best top laner conversation, which was always supposed to be his, right? It was his in 2015. It was his in the spring. Well, and I mean, that here, here we are. I think Marin kind of came. Marin and Smeb started to, like, snip at his heels. And I think Marin's World Championship run may have knocked him off. I, I would love for you to tell that to Someday's face. I'll put it that way. I, it's, whether it's That's a, a scary dude. I don't know. I wouldn't say that to his face. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, there you go. It's, no one show this podcast to Someday. Actually, please show this podcast to Someday. That sounds hilarious. But I am, you, you know. You can pentakill TSM in, like, your third game, and then I'll apologize Someday. There, you do that, I will totally apologize apologize to you it's in play the the carry potential that he has and, and which is you know huge because you don't see carry potential in some of the other positions on this team and and this is one of the things walter that i think makes you nervous about this team because you talk about you know some exciting pieces that came in and some not very exciting things and which of the not very exciting things worries you most as far as where this team ultimately lands can and special Guess which one I'm surprised still has a job. I'll give you a hint. It's not Keen. Oh! I thought it was going to be Keen. No, no, I actually like Keen on this roster. So the reason I like Keen here is that he is that third Korean. He mm -hmm. can communicate with his, his uh, top laner and with his support, or his jungler, without having to switch to English, although it does seem like Chaser and Someday are trying excruciatingly hard to learn English. I think that he has shown some moments where he's not amazing, but he can play an interesting and a weird enough style that he can shut down some of the best mid laners that North America has to offer. We, we jokingly call him the anti-carry. He's the guy that baits Bjergsen into Zed and pulls out things like Urgot, like mid lane Hecarim. He's innovative in that he's thinking of different ways that he can do things. And I think when you add someone like Someday and you add someone like Chaser, they can be very consistent, very strong picks. It's going to take a lot of the pressure off of Keen. I have this problem with Keen that he's not a number one guy. He should not be your, your, your primary carry. He should not be your one guy. You should not expect him to be the one who's going to take you to the promised land. But he's always been on teams 
where it seems like he's the one. The gravity situation, Apex last year. Like, sure, you had the emergence of Ray that helped, but Ray was just so bloody inconsistent that you kind of had to rely on Keen to be like, all right, like half the games you actually have to carry. You really have to do these things. You have to play strictly the meta stuff instead of coming up with these unusual picks to try and counter what the meta picks are on better players than you. If you're saying, Bjergsen, play Oriana and Keen, play Victor, you know, that's not an even matchup. Bjergsen's Oriana is probably going to beat a Victor just straight up. But if you say Bjergsen's Oriana versus Keen has picked a specific champion to beat Oriana that might not be meta, then there you go. But making those kind of picks... You, you you put so much pressure on it that you need to have players that are good enough around it that if the pick starts to falter, they can kind of prop it up. They can help them out. Uh, because not every single one of those, you know, counter Zed games were, you know, necessarily started with him having the best early game. There were definitely a couple games where I remember the mid lane Hecarim especially where he had some trouble early on where he was getting pushed in. And part of the Hecarim build was you go home guards and you can zoom back to lane really quick. But... You don't get those types of things when you're saying you need to be good enough on the meta champions that you can carry games by yourself. Expecial is the one that I look at him and go, I can't believe this guy still has a job. <laughs> I don't get I don't get the point. Like he was never this tremendous, amazing shot caller on TSM. That was always Reginald's bit. He was never amazing at range supports like Thresh, like Karma, like any of you know, Soraka, Sona. Like it's been a very long time since we ever thought about. Special playing something like Sona and being good at it. I'm talking like season two here, folks. So you look at, okay, well, what does he play? Well, he plays Alistar. He plays Braum. That's it. He is primarily this melee support player, and just his mechanics have just degraded over time. He's still a pretty decent, like, roaming warder, you know, trying to get vision. But at the same time, when he's getting harassed so much out of lane, it takes him longer to get into his sight stone. Him and Shrimp never seem to be on the same page. And I will give some of that over to Shrimp's fault because Shrimp didn't really care about vision control. He only cared about counter jungling and killing things. So I just... He's been around for so long, and I think he needs to just follow the path of his contemporaries, of the Saints, of the Reginalds, of the Dyruses, and I think it's time to leave it to the young kids. They were not built to play in the super import-dominated generation that we have now, and I'm really surprised he hasn't hung up the keyboard by now. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you, you talk about the... Uh, lack of depth in his champion pool, and I, this is the best way I can put it. Uh, he played Braum 16 times in the 46 games they played last split. He played Alistar 12 times. The only other champion that he played more than five times was Karma, and he was one in six on it. So, yeah, that's about it, guys. It, and really, that's, uh, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that the AD carry he's paired with is Laud, I would be concerned about this. But in all reality... Dignitas should not have to be winning games through their bot lane. As long as X-Special isn't costing you games, that's the way that Laud likes to play. He doesn't win a whole bunch of lanes, but he never loses lane. He keeps himself consistent. He gets the farm. He doesn't take any stupid deaths. X-Special does know how to keep it for, so that they don't get ganked in lane. He's, he's veteran savvy, even if he's not necessarily as mechanically skilled as some of the other supports that we see out there. And so, as far as I'm concerned, Keen is the thing that really 
worries me a bit more. You you brought up the victor, how he plays in standard lanes. He was three and seven on that last split. Four and five on the Cassiopeia. It really wasn't until you start getting on things like Zillion or Twisted Fate or Karma where he could roam and really start making plays across the map. That's when you see Keen start being the guy that you want him to be. And honestly, I'm not sure whether that's necessary in a team that now has, you know, Chaser and Someday all there to make plays. It's, it's going to be very... Very interesting to see how those pieces fit, and I'm not, you know, I, I say that in both the positive and negative connotations of the word. And Walter, when you look at that kind of coin flip, the the version of the world in which, uh, you know, these signings all end up leading Dignitas to the promised land, or the world in which Dignitas finds themselves on the outside looking in, what do you think is the uh, the the biggest factor that'll that'll make that coin land on either side? So it could it could very obviously be like Keen and Expecial perform above expectations. Someday is the best top laner in the world. But I'm I'm looking at something slightly different here. I'm worried if the meta is going to prove to be a bigger foe than necessarily other teams for here. I said earlier, if it ever shifts in the top lane to Fiora Camille that has now a new champion, that's that just feels right in some days carry wheelhouse and a couple of other like if it shifts back that way, I think North America is in trouble because someday has shown he is so good at exerting pressure in that kind of split push scenario and knows when to join his team when playing something like Fiora. The other thing is that this meta shift, it's shifting away from Elise. It's starting to shift away from Rek'Sai. Those are champions that Chaser played a lot, but wasn't very good at them on uh, Longju Gaming. So... I look at these types of things and I go, well, if it if it really does shift back towards top and you can get some different champions that Chaser may be better on, if it stays really stable in what Lot is good at, that's really good. But if it really starts to shift towards mid lane, mid lane, mid lane, you know, shifting even further into the range support wheelhouse, that really hurts Expecial. I if I'm Dignitas, I don't want the primary play style to be mid centric. If that happens and you're playing tank top laners, somebody's good at Maokai, he's good at Poppy, he's good at those kind of tank top laners, but it's just not his best. And that's the guy. He's the he's the star on this team. And if the meta is pulling away from what he is good at, it, it's sort of wasting his talent. And as good as he is, he's still a great teleporter, he still has great Maokai flanks. Kennen could still prop up here and there, and he could still play something like that. But if it does shift to this really super mid-citric play style, it's going to be really hard for Dignitas to actually compete against teams that do have phenomenal mid laners because it puts a lot of pressure on Keen's shoulders to match them at the meta champions and not come up with these sort of off-the-wall champion picks. Yeah, that's very fair. And this is something a running theme that we've seen uh, over... All of the splits, basically. There's always one or two teams where they look really good in one meta and then things shift and they just never adjust the way that they need to. And that is something that could be a concern. The reason I'm a lot more confident on it is because they have Coach Kim uh, from Samsung. And that Samsung organization has produced so many good coaches that understand how the game works. That Samsung Galaxy team 
took a whole bunch of players that we were not expecting to be worlds bound and turned them into a team that took SKT to five games in the championship. He, they, you know, he understands how to get the most out of his players. He understands, you know, how to take their strengths and hide their weaknesses and get these, you know, this shot calling going so that everyone's on the same page. And, you know, they Korean coaches can mesh with Korean players and have that understanding of each other. You know, they're, very aware of how best to use someday. And one of the guys that's gone criminally undermentioned on this podcast is Chaser. And, you know, I know that he didn't have the greatest 2016 on Longzhu, but no one had a great 2016 on Longzhu. They took too many guys, flooded that team, tried to do this 10-man roster, and never really let chemistry grow. And in 2015, the guy looked really good. There's a reason that Longzhu signed him in the first place and spent all that money to try to make that work. And if anyone can get Chaser back to that level of play, it's going to be Coach Kim and this infrastructure that they've built around this Dignitas team. So at the end of the day, Walter, where do you think this team ends up? Playoffs? Playoffs? Don't, don't talk about playoffs. Playoffs? I, I, think, I think this might be a playoff team. I actually, the, the thing is, is that Keen, while I do say, like, Keen should be a number one, and on this team he's probably the number three behind Someday and Laud, could even push him down to four on certain champions for Chaser, there's still the chance that he just gets so outclassed it doesn't matter. I mean, Bjergsen gets super fed on, you know, something like Oriana, something like LeBlanc. Like, it doesn't matter necessarily how fed your AD carry gets or your Lee Sin. Like, they could pop and... Leeson's like an early game guy, so Keen does worry me slightly in that regard. It's why I don't want to be like, yeah, they're going to win a championship. But like, out of any of the teams that made a a change, like they got these guys have a pretty large variance. I think they could be anywhere from winning the championship at the end of the split to you know barely making, hanging on like a seven seed, um, you know maybe the six seed. Like they have a really large variance in that way, and some of that's also going to depend on how well some of these other mid tier teams and teams that made changes around them are. Um, but you know if things break their way, there's definitely a chance these guys are finals bound. Things don't break their way. There's definitely a chance they just, you know, they they pull the old dignitas and they're out in the first round of the playoffs. Gun to your head, which way does it break? I'm not letting you get out. You can't just give an entire six point range. I'm putting you in. Where? Are you, what are you saying? Semifinals. There you go. I th- that's where I put them as well. I I don't think they're. Yeah, I I uh I don't think they're quite ready for a championship yet. I think that Keen is not a mid laner that I can see playing in an LCS championship. That's just not something I, I'm ready for to wrap my head around. Uh, it breaks my brain to consider it. But, you know, obviously when you have guys with as much upside as Someday and Chaser and Lod, there's potential for something special to happen oh, yeah. here. Uh, and, and I would love to see it. Obviously, that's the more fun realm. I always say, you know, if everyone, you know, plays to their best, that's the most fun version of the LCS we're going to get. Right. So, you know, certainly, you know, you got to hope that that Samsung infrastructure comes with Coach Kim and, you know, Coach Park can add his whole element in, in keeping that team going. And this team can can live up to the high expectations that the 76ers had for him when they bought the spot for the ludicrous amount of money it sold for. So uh, I just laugh when you say high expectations in 76ers. It's just so ironic. Look, you know, 
you, you gotta have put your dreams somewhere, and 76ers fans certainly can't put it on the basketball courts for now. So this is where it's gonna go. It's gonna work out. MV Embiid, what are you talking about? <laughs> I uh, I do love uh, I do love some of those guys. It's gonna be fun. But hopefully, you guys thought this was fun. If you did, you should definitely follow us on social media. I'm at Redshirt King on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at Cades underscore LOL. Awesome. We're going to, you know, we're wrapping this up here. We've wrapped up uh, our TSM podcast yesterday. Uh, we've also done two European podcasts. We talked about Fnatic and we talked about G2 Esports. So definitely check out all those episodes if you haven't yet. And tune in tomorrow where we're going to see how much of an impact this next team can make on the overall scene now that they've got Ooh. all their contracts in order. They're sneaky good. I like smoothies. See you next episode. Bye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.